Man, we gotta hit the streets, bro. If 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 I mean this this is amazing this amazing content, but the streets, bro. We gotta get we gotta really see where people like like the actual like mm. masses of of people really like think of some of the things that we Talk touch about. bases on. Yeah, really? so we can really see like and, and maybe it's of course it's gonna be a slight exposure because some people are gonna be like. Oh, I can see what they're doing. Like they're setting people, but it's not even like we're saying. Like we're just seeing where your mind is. your brain, at. like trying to understand. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's real. All you right. definitely got to hit the streets for sure. Welcome back to the Becoming Shinless Podcast. I'm your host Nicholas Wallace. This is my guest. What's going on? I'm Damo. Today, this not even going to be a type of where we have everything mapped out. We're just going to talk about a general concept and have a, a real conversation, like a real-life conversation. Yeah, for and sure. I think that something we need to discuss, again, is vulnerability, especially for men, bro. Yeah. I think uh, I, I think in this phase of my life, I'll be honest, and I'll be vulnerable, that's the lesson I'm learning is true vulnerability, what it means and the importance of it. Because I don't think we really touch in life as men how important it is to be vulnerable. Yeah. And as a Christian podcast, the opposite of pride is humility. And to be humble is to be vulnerable. Because exactly. God can't use pride. He only can use he humility. Can. What you think? Um, first, I just want to thank you for having me here, brother. Um, I'm, I, I'm so gracious that Nick... Uh, chose me to be the person to speak about this with and um to to co-host and and help him and and pretty much follow his lead on the situation mainly because um I started my me and I believe I would love to say that I started this journey with Nick as far as um trying to understand who I am as a person um we both would just communicate with each other and and call each other and try to make sense of of life together and, you know, now we've gotten to a platform where we're able to speak to y'all and we're able to give y'all information and our insight and real life knowledge from guys who started at ground, literally ground zero, zero. like ground zero. We started right Just there. Ignorant. So, exactly. <laughs> ignorant. Literally. So the fact that we're here, we're here and we're able to, to speak about these things and we're able to articulate it to where hopefully somebody on ground zero can understand is beautiful and it's a true blessing. It's a true blessing. And I like how you brought it. We started from ground zero. And I think as we speak about vulnerability, like, what does that look like? And I think that's where a lot of people are still at because at ground zero comes with acknowledgement and pain. Yeah, yeah. You have to acknowledge that you're lost. And and to to, to kick it off, I also um, grabbed, a, grabbed a screenshot off Google because, you know, a lot of things... Um, they need to be defined. And, yeah. when, and so we don't ever me. want you to mistake vulnerability with weakness because the definition of weakness is not the same definition of vulnerability the definite definition of weakness is the state or condition of lacking strength that that has no no add-on or or is not even in the same playing field as what it is to be a vulnerable man like it does not mean you you have the lack of strength. It does not mean you're weak. It does not mean anything. So, and not just that, right? Because as a Christian, part, Jesus on the cross was vulnerable, but him being God, he didn't lack the strength. Exactly. He left himself open to attack. There's a difference. Exactly. And vulnerability is just leaving yourself open to you know what I'm saying. When you're vulnerable, you can get hurt. But I could punch a boxer in the face, 
don't mean he's weak. Does not mean he's he just weak. Let he will feel open. that pain. He will feel that. He pain. will feel the pain. So we don't ever want you guys on ground zero or someone who's in the in the midst of their journey or trying to follow their their road into into a better life. We don't ever want you to mistake that because you, it is it is crucial that you understand the definition of the words that you're using to define yourself and applicable to who you are. You don't ever want to mistake a word for the definition because that's when you become a lost person and you're just you're not speaking with the utmost knowledge, you know. Facts. And in regards to pain, I think a lot of times we're, like society in the world most people are avoiding their pains. That's why we have different vices whether it be drinking, smoking. Agreed. We're always searching we're always searching for a distraction. The thing about pain is though you can't avoid it. Can when you try to avoid pain, you inflict it on others. When you're not being vulnerable, what you're going to do is you're going to push people away who actually care about you. And in turn, you're going to bring pain to them. You Pain is something you will never be able to avoid. So I think it's better to maneuver through pain than avoid it. Because when you avoid it and you have that tunnel vision, you're not checking for other people. So you're not even realizing you're causing collateral damage because you're trying to protect yourself. It's kind of like, you know, I used to play sports. If you're so focused on not dropping the ball, you're going to drop the ball. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it is with pain. We're so avoided. Yeah. We're so focused on not trying to feel pain. You're going to inflict it on somebody else and it affects everybody. I don't think people realize like in this life, you're always planting a seed and it doesn't just affect you. So even in your in your goal to avoid pain, there's other people in your life. So how you treat others has more to do with you than them, but they're going to be affected by your actions. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize so many people their whole lives try to avoid pain. And that's how a lot of generational curses and traumas and all that stuff is passed down all because of your goal of avoiding. Like you have people who have parents who are alcoholics because they never want to deal with their traumas. They didn't want to deal with their pain. No, no way. And since and their and their and their goal to avoid it, they inflicted that trauma right on their kids, on their spouse. They abuse somebody. So you can't really avoid it. You have to actually deal with it. So um I, I truly think that we can give you guys at least a three step method to truly understand how to become vulnerable and how to truly achieve um even a, a, a slight piece of vulnerability within yourself. And and I truly believe one of the first steps, if not the first step, is is attacking what you would like to 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 say is your traumatic experiences in life. Mm. If you do not um acknowledge those and you do not understand and, and sometimes it may not come with full understanding, right? And and I truly understand that because sometimes it's not in a person's to position to understand what happened to them and why. Yeah. I get that in life. Sometimes you just put in a situation and it's and it's almost like you're in the eye of a storm and you don't really know why you're in the middle of that storm. I get it. But it's 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 vital for you to get to that point and say, Okay, I lived through this and and, and understand all the variables in the situation so you can then in turn become vulnerable. Like it's not like if you still have traumatic experiences in your heart and in your mind, then it will block you from truly being vulnerable because that will always be your that'll always be your crutch to 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 be strong. And and mm. we all know that strong people don't need crutches. You know, they can walk on their own two feet and they can move however they want to in life because they're they're considered themselves free. Free of their past, free of their traumatic experiences, free of the things that the that have happened to them and the wrongdoings that have happened to them. Real spirit, I think 
like in addition to that first step, like the knowing and the knowing of what the issue is, where the trauma is. Because I think in order to go anywhere, you have to know where you're going. But to know where you're going, you have to know where you are. Exactly. Know where to start. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, we in social media, social media, technology, it's all a great thing. But I think a lot of times we're distracted. We're too distracted. And it's so easy to escapism. That's the word. We're surrounded by escapism, so you're not even having to focus on where you are. I think in order to know where you are and know your stuff, sit. Yeah. You have to learn how to be yeah. still. Yeah. I, and I think that's why a lot of people, they're always doing something. They're, they're hyperactive because they don't want to have to sit. Because once you sit, those thoughts that you try to run from, you can't. Yeah. So in, order to, in, in, in addition to this first step, you have to actually sit to even do that. Be yeah. still. And, and most of the times, people, that comes from what you would like to call as the devil knocking you down. You feel as if something just wrong, something so wrong just happened to you that you just can't proceed the way you were moving before the situation happened. And sometimes you would love to say, oh, yeah, no, the devil, the devil knocked me off my heart. Sometimes that'll be that. Sometimes that is the exact call from Jesus that he made from himself to say, hey, you need to be you thought you were so unmovable. I'm going to move you now. I'm going to move you and make you address the things that you never wanted to address. I'm going to make you see the things that you never wanted to see. I'm going to make you understand the things. I'm going to make you think about and understand the things that you never even thought about or, want, or never cared to understand. And that's just how life goes sometimes. We we move with so much. Um, We move with so much. I want to say, I want to say, how can you say you're moving with like so much intentions to to just further yourself without having the following of, of God and following of, of Jesus Christ himself. You, and, you, and the thing about it is, right, in life you have to hit rock. Sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to. to realize who's the rock at the bottom, who's holding you up, and the foundation exactly. is God. Exactly. And I think after you know what your problem is, I don't know if that's what his second step is, but you have to acknowledge, like, acknowledge that you can't do it alone. You have to give that control. Surrender. Yeah, you really have to. Yeah, surrender. Well, well, no, we're coming up with the steps together, bro. That yeah. we, we 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 know how to navigate from ground zero. We I can't give you five steps on how to reach peace. I can't do that. That's not my calling. I don't know. I don't know how to do that type of stuff. What I can do is I can share the things sure. that me and you learn for sure together, and you know, and we can try to piece piece some it together. Type of, we can piece some type of pl- plan. For someone who doesn't understand and okay. doesn't know how, so to. like let's let's bring it back to the knowing, right? I think a part of knowing the traumas, you just need you need to, you need to know your know where you are and to know your, where you are too. You have to accept the falsehoods about yourself. Know you're living a facade, and you might yeah. you might believe that you you're, you are who you are and you're content with everything you have about yourself. You're not. You're not who you think you are. Is not who you are. You have to realize you're living a facade because mm-hmm. things I don't realize. How much we mask stuff about ourselves, and we don't realize the root of why we're doing mm-hmm. stuff. Like I'll be honest, last week, this is me being honest. Like last week, I realized sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm around people who don't deserve my time, my energy, all this other stuff. And I didn't realize my pride was causing me to chase people in situations to prove myself. And my whole time, and most people will be like, oh, I'm a good person. I'm just forgiving. I'm understanding. No, not that. It's my pride making me do that. It's not my caring nature. It's my pride. Exactly. And I think a lot of things mask themselves. And that's why I believe, like I always tell bro, like, I don't believe in the concept of good people. I think only God's good. Because I think a lot mm-hmm. of stuff we think that we're doing that's good is it's a reason behind why you're doing it. And even if it is good, you should do good stuff. But at the same time, a lot of stuff you mask. Like, people who are nice or people pleasers 
they just lack boundaries a lot of times. So you have to be real with yourself. Is it the fact that I'm a good person or do I just lack boundaries? Like, you know what I'm saying? I think that's a part of knowing your trauma. So like, if you lack boundaries, you can pinpoint, go back in your brain and be like, you know, when I was a little kid, I was, you know what I'm saying? No one ever respected my boundaries and people never listened to me. So that's where my lack of boundaries stems from. I think in knowing yourself, you have to really do the digging. I think to get to the root of your problems, you have to do the digging. But you can't get lazy because digging is a lot of labor work. It is. It's hard, it's hard work. It's, it's hard, hard work. work. And and just to touch bases on what you said about about how you thought about what, what you said about your um about you having your your pride and and still having that connection with certain people, I had to come to terms with. And this is one of my one of my biggest like hurdles as far as becoming a vulnerable man i had to get to the root of my parents like i grew up in a single single mother household my father wasn't around he was uh, he obviously was custody we see him on every other weekend stuff like that but i am what 24 today and i just told my friends literally a few days ago i have zero pictures with my mom and my father on the side of me i'm a 24 year old male if i die tomorrow i would never have a picture with either of my parents in that so with that being said, and and of and as much as it hurts to to acknowledge that it it's to it gets to a point where you have to acknowledge it. Like if you think to yourself, like man, maybe my maybe somewhere along the line, I did start to I did start to to slip and start to blame certain things on my mom or blame certain things on my dad. You have to understand, man. There are people like they everyone They're makes human. mistakes, and and uh, and just as much as I hated to think about all of that stuff. Some at some point when my mother came home from work and I was in the house, I had to look that woman straight in her face and say, without even her knowing, I had to look her straight in her face and think to myself, you know what? I forgive her because she don't even she's living her life. She just got up. She don't even know I'm sitting here low key resenting some of the decisions that could have been made in my early childhood life and stuff like that. That's but it, it gets to a point where you have to sit there and be like, you know what? I forgive you and I love you because if not, you're going to continuously look at that person. You're going to continuously have like Resent, steam in your man. heart and it's never going to allow you to get to the place where you need to be. It's especially when, when we're talking about vulnerable because now it's like me and my mom can have conversations. We could talk about certain things and sure, maybe I may never get that, that picture at heart that I want with both my parents. It may not ever happen, but at least I can sit here and say, you know what? I acknowledged it and it's not something I, I, I pursue anymore. But you know, you see your friends and you see people around you and they'll, they have, they'll come from two parent households and the parents will show up to the graduations and birthdays. Unfortunately, I just never, that wasn't my card that I, that I was able to draw in my life. So, you know, it just comes with being able to understand certain things and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a broken person. I don't feel even the slightest bit of, pro, of broken. What I feel like is it, I'm a person that needs to continue to, to chase the light and go down the journey that God put me on. And that's fair and square. I don't feel broken, not even a little bit. Facts. And annoying yourself, you must know you aren't any less based on anything that happens no, to you. No. And I think that's why a lot of people, they don't want to be vulnerable because it makes them feel weak or they feel less yeah. than when bad things happen. And it's like, bad things happen to you, nine out of ten has something to do with you. You are collateral damage to Come someone else's pain. Come on. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Most things in life, it's just collateral damage to someone else's pain. And when you realize that, it helps you forgive others. Like I have Luke 23, verse 34, tattered on my chest. And Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do when they part of the garments cast in lots. Because even when Jesus was getting stabbed on the cross, and they tried to kill him, yeah, I mean, he's like, forgive them. They don't know what they do. People don't really know. And a lot of times, don't. the pain that we're trying to avoid... You can't avoid it because you know why? 
it was never intentional. Nope. Nothing. Most never pain is even pain that is intended to be inflicted on people. The severity is never intended to be that harsh. Because people don't know why they're doing it. It's if you when you're trying so hard to avoid it, you're gonna mess up and you're gonna hurt others. You gotta just accept who you are, where you are, and the truth about yourself, mm-hmm. and then surrender it. Like you know what? This is what I want. This is who I think I am. This is who I am. I surrender it to God. What is my identity? That is step one, and that is step two, right there. It's the, it's the acknowledgement and the surrenderment. Um, because without those two steps, then then step three would not even be possible or not even be merely achievable. And that's just simply trying to trying to follow the voice of God. It's in it's in every single one of us. I would like to believe. We and do all got it. And, and it's and it's all about and it's all about how you how you give your ear to it you know some people and that does not necessarily mean once you complete step one and step two that you'll instantly want to um it's a process yeah you'll instantly want to to start to follow the word of god and you'll want to be like encouraged by by some of the things that you see and hear and read in the bible but it just simply means that you're you're ready to learn like it's literally like a like a bringing your bringing a notebook and pencil to class like if you go to class without a pencil and, and, and notepad, you're not really coming there to learn. You're not gonna retain it either. Not at all. It's not hard to all. apply. So you have to those first. There's two first steps of of acknowledging who you are and your problems, and then also releasing all of that and releasing the 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 thought and the mindset of hey, I I control my problems so well, no one knows I have problems. That is one of the biggest downfalls of of. I, Truly, truly, that is one of the biggest downfalls of men and women. Like, For I sure. truly feel like it's even within both of them. Because men yeah. like to live this facade that their life, that the, that the things they live through, as long as they have not killed them, that they're perfectly fine. And that is one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves. And same with women. Women love to hide their, they love to hide their, 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 their past and hide their past traumas. And then once you figure, once you finally communicate to them, or once they finally open up, that's when you'll figure out that, that all these, all these things have happened to them in chronological order and that they're just hiding all of this. And it's like, okay, well, I know that you're holding on to your traumas by the way you speak on them. Like, I can tell you're not healed by the way you talk about your problems because you you sound like a victim. You don't sound like you've overcame the, the situation. You don't sound like you've you've understood the situation. You don't sound like you've forgiven the situation. You're speaking to this as if they just hurt you yesterday. And you're talking about things that happened almost decades ago, yeah. 10 years ago. So... It, like how you, I I know Nick agrees with this, and I know I completely understand this. The way you talk about your past experiences and your traumas lets me know where you are in them. You t- you tell on yourself I exactly. You, you speak, literally tell on yourself how you speak. You always reveal stuff. Even a fool is believed to be wise when they don't speak. And I think like with how they talk about the mm-hmm. stuff they experience, they don't realize you. Who are you trying to convince that you're over it? Me or yourself? Exactly. And I think that's because a lot of times people don't. And this comes with vulnerability. Feelings are meant to be felt. Literally. Men, especially, but men and women, feelings are meant to be felt. It doesn't make you less of a man for you actually feeling how you feel. You being hurt doesn't mean you're less of a man or you're sensitive. It It just, guess what? It means you're a human. You're functioning properly. Mm -hmm. You have emotions. Even God himself has feelings. What makes it feel that you can't express how you feel exactly and i think the problem with a lot of people when it comes to vulnerability is they tie their vulnerability to outcome if i'm vulnerable and i don't receive this there's no point of being vulnerable no being vulnerable is a freeing thing 
it's not even you shouldn't be vulnerable to receive mm-hmm. if you're being vulnerable to receive then you're not being vulnerable for the right reasons be vulnerable to be and i say to be as in be yourself free yourself from the shackles of hiding who you truly are because at the end of the day if you try to numb yourself to pain no matter what once the numbness wears off you're still going to feel the after effects you can't avoid it free yourself Feelings are meant to be felt. Y'all love that Fantasia track. Y'all love it. Mm Y'all love it. But we not talking about what she talking about. She says in the song, if you don't want me, then don't don't talk talk to me. me. But I truly believe that 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 alone is not not the type of free yourself we sit here talking about. Sure, free yourself, I'm talking about if I want you, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you. Let me free myself (laughs) to talk to you. I think if you're tying what you say to others based on an outcome, you're only limiting yourself because in the day, one is manipulative. Let's it be is. real. Because if I'm only saying certain things to sway you to get what I want, that's not being a genuine person. Right. And you can't say you're a good person if you're doing right. that. Being vulnerable and saying, I want this, and you still not receiving it, takes nothing away from you. If anything, it's a redirection that that wasn't for you. But you got to stop taking it as, there's something wrong with me, so I'm, you know what, I don't want to feel bad, so I'm going to just... I'm going to avoid rejection. I'm just not going to say nothing. No, you can't avoid rejection. Because even then, if you don't ever ask... You still got to know. Still have to know. So it's like, I think you have to free yourself. You owe it to yourself to at least be yourself. Because a lot of people live this whole life, but they never lived it themselves. They lived as another character. Yeah. I I truly don't even think that. So I feel as if whenever you're in that process of not knowing who you are is when you are the most afraid to die. And, And I say that because... You, you'll sit there and think like, man, dying is such this, like, this this scary experience, you know, like you, you're not, you're not in the living presence anymore. You don't get to do X, Y, Z, and you don't get to live through all of these different experiences. But when you truly know who you are, like, you could be like, you know what, bro, if this all ends today, like, at least, at least my journey to finding who I was, was efficient to even where I'm 24 now and I would be I would be more than more than willing to be like you know what I know who I was at the end of my life like I can't sit here and be like man I like I showed the entire world this version of me and there was in, there was a whole different version of me in, inside and in my heart that I kept away from the world like I literally like like exposed to my, who my spirit was to the world so that that way I could never be judged I can't you cannot use any anything in my life against me because I'm willing to stand to take the stand for any of my actions and anything that I've been through in life and say, yes, that was me. I'm that person. I lived through that experience. I may not be that person now. That's the beautiful thing about growth. That's the beautiful thing about I can look back and I'd be a whole different person. You know? I, and especially in Christ, you're literally a, it says in the Bible, you're a whole new creation. And I think, you know what I'm saying? Be yourself. Like you're not by you trying to hold back who you truly are and avoid vulnerability. You're not even, you think, you think you're doing something for yourself, but now you're punishing yourself. You are. When you're not being you authentically yourself and being vulnerable, you're just putting yourself in a prison. And, then, and, it's, and it's crazy because it's a prison that she'll blame everybody else for, but you have the key to get out, but she won't free yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to free yourself and be vulnerable because at the end of the day, no one's ever going to see you locked away in that tower when you have the key to get out. Yeah. Get yourself out. You're not even, you're not even truly ready to put, to depart from this world until you know who you are. Like, it's not even like your ticket isn't even written. It's not printed out and you haven't even paid for it until you started this process of getting off ground zero, understanding and acknowledging your traumas, releasing or uh, releasing the, the, the controller that you think that you have in your hand, releasing it, dropping it and just living life and saying, you know what? God your hands. Exactly. Period. Because in the day, like, 
you doing this fight to control everything and control your perception, control all these things, you're gonna be overwhelmed, and a lot of the stress you you face is self inflicted. At least as in the Bible, God gave us a, a spirit. He didn't give us a spirit of fear and anxiety, but of power, love, and sound mind. That need for control, you're only complicated in it yourself because mm-hmm. you won't give up the sticks. Hand the controller over, yeah, bro. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're trying to hold a controller, and it's like it's not in your hands. Even then, once you realize perception of you isn't even in your own hands, it's in how he views me is based on his experiences. I could say something, and based on his traumas, he perceived what I say completely different than how I intended it. And it's not even that. It's not even always I said or did anything wrong. It's just their perception. I can't control that. And when you relinquish the control, not only submit to God, then you realize a lot of things that you are afraid of, no one cares about, and it's out of your control. Give it up, and you can free yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, you want to try these new talents. You want to go out. You want to try this, join this club, join this team. But you're afraid of what people are going to think. You're afraid to be vulnerable being yourself. But in reality, you're going to, no matter what, as years go by, you're going to still be the same age. Your age is the time going to go by, and you never did it. I All mean. because you're afraid of what they're going to think, and they probably don't care. And they're living the life. They're they're doing the parts that you wish you had the courage to do. I, I'll be real honest. When I was in high school, I was very judgmental. Like I used to be like, man, they're they're lame, they're yeah, chance, they're all this thing. And I remember I told I told my friend about this last week. There's this one dude. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna say his name. I thought he was so lame, bro. <laughs> he was so corny. Until I'm, one day I'm sitting to myself, like I'm by myself. It's like late, and I'm like, I think he's so lame. But then I thought to myself, but he's having all the fun that I wish I was having. No, even though I don't like how, maybe I don't like how he's doing it. it might be a little corny to me. But he's being himself and he's having fun no matter how much people say he's lame. He's free. It's truly freeing to be yourself, bro. Because at the end of the day, the people that you're worried about, they do not live with you. Not to the 10, you're not on their mind. And at the end of the day, if you do feel pain or they do hurt you, it's not even a you problem. It's a them problem. Free yourself. As a man... You not expressing what hurts your feelings. That's the let's 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 go there because man, that's the main problem with a lot of people. Men express what hurts your feelings, bro. I would I, as much as we can get into that. They can't express it until they're able to articulate. Articulate it, and and yeah. and and to articulate, you have to have some type of understanding about who you are. Because if, if you don't understand who you are and you try to articulate how someone just hurt you, it's gonna come out tied up. We both know that. But you know what I think too. I call it the. I call it the brainstorm. Remember when we was in English, like in, in high school, you used to be English, they'd be like, put a random sheet of paper on the uh, table. And before you write an essay, they'd be like, write anything that comes to mind. Brainstorm. I think you can never learn how to articulate it unless you try or start. You have to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So to. even if you don't know how to articulate how you feel, try. Like my friends around me, I don't care. If you don't know how to articulate it, say something. Because eventually, no matter if you might say the wrong thing at first, eventually how you really feel going to come out. Yeah. You, you owe to at least try. And I think, man, Express how you feel because you're t- you're convinced the world don't care about how you feel, but no one can care about how you feel until you care. No one can care about how you feel until you do because you teach people how to treat you. If you teach people it's okay to dismiss how you feel and dismiss your thoughts, the whole world will. If I never speak out and advocate for myself, you can't expect the world to advocate for you. And you owe it to yourself to be honest, because you have feelings, bro. And there's nothing wrong with having them because you are a human. You're not less of a man. The truest measure of strength for a man is vulnerability. Any man who is vulnerable is a strong man. You know why? 
Because a man who is vulnerable is secure in himself. Yeah, and he fears no judgment. He fears, he fears no, no judgment. judgment. He fears not even a single bit of judgment. Because he knows that your judgment is worth absolutely nothing. God came down and was on a cross. From he what's, what he said in the Bible, he was like, he could have had legions of angels come down if he wanted to at a whim. He is God. Came down, but left us so vulnerable because he's secure that he is God. When you are secure as a man in yourself, the opinions of people will not bother you. And it's such a freeing thing. And, I, and at, my, at this point in life, that's where I'm at, where I'm freeing myself. I'm trying to do stuff that I was always scared to do because of perception. Because in the day, I'm afraid of perception, but life goes on. And if, as life goes on, I'm going to end up being only mad at myself because I imprisoned myself. Exactly. And don't be that person that says... You- don't be that person that doesn't know themselves and still sits there and says, I don't care what anyone says. about." Because you know in the back of your mind that what they're saying may have even a percentage of truth in it. And that that is that is the that is the flaw of of what you're the truth that you think that you're living is that, OK, well, I can say, you know what, you're a horrible person. And 98 percent of that may go in one ear and out the other. But that two percent. It's going to add up because then the next person two months from now is still going to say you're a horrible person. And now that's 4%. And now every time someone tells you that you're a horrible person, it's going to stack up and stack up and stack up. And eventually you're going to look in the mirror and ask yourself. And when you ask yourself, that's when you know you 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 truly care. When you really look in the mirror and ask yourself that question of, of, of all the opinions and all the and all the judgments and, and, and everything that, that people will spit your way. When you finally get in front of yourself and say, you know what? Am I a horrible person? That's when you know you truly you're not really living your truth because I can never look in the mirror and say, "Am I a horrible person?" Because the mirror cannot show me a horrible person. I know who I am, and 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 everyone's opinions don't gradually stack up with me. There, there, there. It's not a complaint. I don't have a complaint box in my life. And I ain't gonna hold you, bro. That's that that's real, bro. You really gotta be and to know yourself, bro. You have to learn to be okay with those. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we try to, to avoid pain. The thing that causes most people pain is no rejection, yeah. not things going your way. And the thing is, life will never 100% go your way. Part of that submission, relinquishing that control is learning to be okay with no's. Because when you're okay with no's, then you're okay with speaking or even asking. Humility is asking a question. Pride is making absolute statements. Learn how to ask. And when you learn how to receive the no's, you're more open to even asking. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Just humble yourself because all yeah. you're doing is making it more difficult on yourself because when you're trying to control everything, you're going to strain yourself. A lot of the fatigue that people feel in this life is because of pride. And back to what we talked about an old episode, what are your whys? Your whys. The reason why you want to be vulnerable. Ask yourself, in order to know yourself, ask up the whys. Ask why you're not, why you're not vulnerable. And I bet you tie it to an outcome. Because if I do this, I'm not going to receive this. If I do this, I'm like, my feelings are going to get hurt. It's okay to have your feelings hurt. When any, if The Bible speaks about when bad things happen, look at it as a time for growth. You know what I'm saying? Like your characters can be developed. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times how we assess pain or view pain, I think those who have secured themselves, they look as at pain as a lesson or redirection. But people, you have to get to a point where you know how to view pain. Yeah. You definitely do. Um, there's just there's just many many different ways to to view it, but one of the best ways to view it is with with less understanding and more gratitude. You know, um, 
some of the mindsets that we create to to combat, you know, obviously trying to really figure out ourselves, they're useful in a way. I can't sit here and say that all the tools that we try to we try to use that don't fit the um part that we're trying to fix, they're all unuseful because sometimes having that mentality where you saying, you know what, I lived through it, it didn't kill me, I'm fine. It's that that is a mentality that you want to hold on to before the right time though. Like you don't want to you don't want to prematurely you continuously use that ideology because then it starts to harm your your growth as a person. Like at some point you may really you may really truly find yourself, you may truly know yourself. And then that's when you can try to use that card and say, "You know what? I lived through it. It didn't kill me. I'm fine." But people use that as a coping mechanism for every single small small or big issue or problem in their life. And that's yeah. when you're like, okay, well, you're really misusing this tool wrong. All tools aren't bad tools. Some coping mechanisms are perfectly fine in this life. But what is, and I think you said coping mechanisms, right? We have to, you know what I'm saying, really get onto that. Because a lot of people don't realize to cope by definition is to effectively deal with, right? A lot of people don't understand a lot of things you're doing, you're not coping. You're distracting yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a vice. You're not coping. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if I was to start boxing and dealing with my frustration, right, and it helps me not have outbursts, that's coping. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking my frustration out somewhere else. But if I'm getting high all the time to avoid all these feelings, that's not, that's, that's escapism. That's, a, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's a vice. That's not me coping with the issue. If the problem still persists, if I'm still complaining about the same issue three years from now, but I'm, but I have a coping mechanism, then I'm not coping. And I think a lot of people got to realize what, what am I doing? I don't think a lot of people realize what they're doing. Nah, they don't. They'll t- they believe they're doing something, but like I said, a lot of stuff has ways of hiding itself. What are you actually doing? Like, me, think about this. Do you enjoy most of the stuff you think you're doing, or are you really just conditioned to believe that? Or is and it's advice? Like, people will go out every week in a club, drink, smoke, and if that's what you like to do, I'm not judging. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, a nice, you know, martini or nothing. No, but why are not. you doing it? Because you'll, you'll, you'll say to do it, I'm outside, da-da-da, but are you just trying to avoid your problems? Because at the end of the day, you could get drunk, do all that stuff, you can club, you can do whatever you want. But in reality, you're just putting yourself in a deeper hole because you done spent, it's been a month now, you done spent about $300, $400 doing all that stuff and that same insecurity you're still dealing with, that same problem or trauma you're still dealing with because you not you're, you think you're, you use it to cope. You're not coping. No. That's escapism. you got to actually deal with your problem. And to deal with your problem, first thing we said earlier, you have to sit. Have sit to. still. You can't always hang out with your friends. You can't always be around people. You can't keep using vices as a means to cope because you're not coping you're distracting yourself what are you doing with the time that you want to build and work on yourself because you can't work on yourself if you're always surrounded by something Mm -hmm. in order when you're at work you can't be on your phone all the time you can't do certain stuff because in order to do a good job or to really get to the task at hand you have to have focus and you can't focus with all these distractions a lot of people aren't actually coping it's not possible you know the environment if the environment isn't 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 growth worthy you're never going to grow in it and and don't get me wrong i completely understand why everyone loves to have fun why everyone it's cool. loves it's to go fun. out yeah. there's nothing wrong with that right but my problem within that comes okay uh when you're a knowledgeable man and when you are emotionable intelligible man you will come across women in this life that unfortunately aren't on that level you are right and you have to be able to acknowledge that 
and allow that woman to go somewhere else. If you are, if you're the type of guy that never, never, never redirects a woman from, from your, from your path of, of, of life, and you continue to accept every single thing that comes your way, then you're, then you're easily distracted to me, right? Because when you truly know who you are, there will be certain things that you're saying not, you're not ready. You're, you're not ready. You're not, it's not for me. Like that's, that's one of the biggest keys on really being who you are. It's telling yourself it's not for me. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't get to that point because they're continuously distracted. And when you're continuously distracted, you never have the ability or the, the, just the even mindset to tell yourself like, that's not for me. Like it's truly things in this lifetime that I, I continuously tell myself, if you, if you're, if you don't do drugs, then you tell yourself drugs aren't for you. Yeah. And if you if you do certain drugs, you tell yourself other certain drugs aren't for you. And when you start to cross those lines and you start to break those break those promises to yourself and saying something's not for you, then you're easily distracted. And, and unfortunately, I feel like within life, some of us have all been at a point where we can be distracted. But to be easily distracted means you don't focus on yourself, not even a little bit. He he's talking about me because I, I I after that point where I I've been working on that like I ain't gonna say a lot like media vulnerable like yeah like I realized that like I wasn't working on it but that's something that a lot of stuff and this including myself I'm no better than anybody like a lot of stuff you might think are coping and really just like that's, that's, I'm really speaking about myself when I'm talking to y'all like it's me being real honest with y'all like yeah. you have to be okay with not being distracted because a lot of things a lot of things we do we don't realize it's a gray area and you're always masking it mm-hmm. and you don't realize it and that's why like a lot of well, first of all vulnerability with self you have to be honest with yourself like you know what what am I really doing what is this for I have to step back you have to step back and step back and assess yourself yeah yeah you have to you have to ask yourself questions but you, you gotta can't do that people don't and I think that's the problem you have to be okay with those but also asking questions but a lot of people a lot of people don't have the answer, so they don't ask. Nope. And I think the problem is the need to have a response. I think it's okay when you don't have the answers to take some time to think and process it. But a lot of people, when this is a pride thing, don't have the humility to step back and be like, I don't know right now. Or even to say it to themselves. Like, I can ask myself a question like, why am I doing this? And if I don't have an initial answer, I'm just going to distract myself because I don't want to deal with it. No. If I don't have the answer, take a step back and really think. Really think about those thoughts and ask myself those questions. Like, you have to humble yourself. Ask those questions, bro. Like, humility. But I think the third step, could we said, you know what I'm saying, know yourself or figure out who you are. And knowing yourself means where you want to be. Know yourself. Surrender. And I think the, the third thing you have to do, bro, as simple as it sounds, jump. Do, just do it. Yeah. You, you yeah, can't. You have to clear that gap. Application. Like, you can't do anything. You can never leave the house till you take a first step, first step out the door. Because initially, right, and, and I love the fact that you said jump, because initially, those first two steps require one thing, isolation. And when you isolate yourself, you have to jump. You have to take a path. Yeah. There's somewhere you have to go after isolation because you're alone. You're by yourself. You're on this island. You're stranded, surrounded by absolutely nothing. So then once you finally, once you finally got the right mindset, and your heart is set in the right place, and you're ready to travel somewhere positive and 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 fulfilling and promising, and you're ready to have a true journey in life. That's where the jump jump comes in right then and there. Because yeah. if you if you don't, and if and if you're if you're afraid to jump, then that means you need to isolate some more. 
But even then, even if you are afraid to jump, because even vulnerability at first is always intimidating, but you can never get used to something until you start it. You can never build, you know what I'm saying, the discipline to keep doing something until you first start. Mm-hmm. And so, even if you fall flat on your face, which we said, like, you have to be okay with pain. So, even if you're vulnerable and it results in you getting your heart, your heart broken, you get your feelings hurt, remember, assess it again. Nothing wrong with you. Get back out there and keep jumping. Because yeah. at the end of the day, us being vulnerable is not tied to outcome. It's just us being who we are and freeing ourselves to be ourselves. Yeah. You being vulnerable shouldn't be tied to that girl saying yes to going on a date. Shouldn't be tied into, oh, this person. Maybe they never change. You being vulnerable shouldn't be tied into receiving this job. You being vulnerable shouldn't be tied into you being accepted by this clique. No. It's so you can be yourself. 100% be yourself. Yeah. It's not for others. It's for yourself. And it's so you can actually live in your truth and not be a character. Because a lot of people in their lives, you wear, you're wearing a mask. You are a character. Definitely. Take the mask off. I, I'm, I'm, I got to go back to what I said in the beginning as far as just being grateful that I even had somebody to start the like Because when I tell you, it would have been that much harder to do it alone. Like I don't, I, I don't know if finding somebody in your life that maybe maybe it's not even the close the person closest to you. It's it that's the craziest part about it. Maybe it's the most cautious person near you. Maybe it's the most curious person near you Word. that that is ready for that journey that just needs that lit. And you guys have to push each other and feed off each other's energy to want to be better in life and do better in life. Because I was blessed to have Nick right there in my life. So then that way, it made it even that much easier because. We would we would sit down and we would conversate and talk about certain things that I never even spoke about to anyone in life for the most part. So just having that person that and, and Nick was not in my close circle doing this. Nick yeah. was a person that I that I met off playing PS, video games with. PS4. So the simple fact that we could sit there and we could commute about these things as if we were playing the game, but weren't even playing the game, just just talking. Like, it made that process for us that much easier. Sure, we had to do our own single isolations, and we had to do our own reflections of who we are. But even sometimes saying, like, bro, I found this out about myself. Or just saying, like, yeah, like, I think this is really, like, my identity. Or getting someone else's input that won't judge you, that won't, that that wants to see you grow. That is the person that you, that you, that you, if you have the ability to attach yourself to and say, let's walk, let's, let's figure this out like brothers in arms. And this is why whenever I, I speak to Nick over the phone, I call him brotherin because like that is essentially what he is to Shalom. me. Yeah. That's essentially what he is to me. And, and that just lets you know that like, and, and I don't know if it's possible for it to be opposite sex, male, female, do this in a relationship. I don't know that. You know, I just know I that. It is. Yeah, it, it it could it very it very well may could be. I I'm not saying don't. I'm yeah. just saying the person that you choose has to have the same desire. They have to have the same. They have to have the same. It may not even be the same goal, but it's about their. It's about where their heart will lie and about how heart conscious posture. they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. like their mind has to be on the, it. It everything has to pretty much match the same wavelength for y'all to even for be y'all equally to be like, yes. Yes, it has to. It has to all conjoin evenly. Facts. Yeah, and I think you know, saying God will provide full environment. You know, Adam. It's not good for man to be alone. Adam was given Eve. I think it's in order for you to grow, you need healthy relationships. And I think, and it talks about vulnerability. Relationships should be safe spaces for failure. And I think that applies with vulnerability. Safe space for failure. 
safe spaces for changing your mind, safe spaces for, you know, coming up short, same safe spaces for just not being able to be present at times. And I think in having that community, it will help your walk with vulnerability. But, you know, free yourself, Fantasia. But this was a good episode. For sure. Love y'all. Man, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. No judging, bro. It's all love. Man, it's, 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 always, it's always a pleasure to be here, you yeah. know. And, and it's always love with my brother Nick, man. It's yes, always sir. love. But this is Becoming Shameless Podcast. Until next time.